0: Stand chance, stand On stage, charge to the gym, On the gym,
1: Alpaz is a folk rock band from San Francisco. They've been a longtime Bay Area presence, and last summer released Reservoir, their first full-length record. They've played everywhere from major venues to living rooms to dark caves over the last five years, and tonight we are very excited to welcome them to the Phoenix Theater for this show. Please welcome to the program our new friends... Al Paz. Al
2: Paz. Welcome hey. to the Phoenix. Thanks hey. for having hey. us. Thank you. Hey.
1: I believe the last time you guys played here was uh, four, three or four years ago in 2012. Yep. So we're very happy to while. have you back. Too
2: long. We're Welcome very,
1: back. very, very happy to have you playing in the basement for a very special performance tonight,
2: Tom. Well, we had to pump the basement out to to make that happen. It,
1: it does <laughs> flood down there, but fortunately, uh, there was only a small amount of mold. Not too. Only bad. one yeah, of yeah. us will probably get uh, what is it? Black lung? Is that a is that a medical yeah, I condition? Know. And the other thing you want I to got keep got in mind
2: it. is that occasionally the ghost down there might take a fancy to one of you and follow you home. That's all right. He'll only stay for a night and then he'll come back here. Oh, uh, uh, we got enough crystals. Wayne. Wayne. Yeah, we already we got enough it's crystals true. to cover yeah. okay. it. He's coming yeah, for a We
3: know we know how to handle that.
2: There is there is much to talk about in that line. Okay, okay, I'm glad
1: you brought that up. Because do you mind if I jump right in? to an observation you made to me earlier yeah sure you have a video that involves a ouija board
2: oh god that was yeah <laughs> and i just want to let you know yeah, this that's, is, that this stuff is, this makes me nervous this is, a little, yeah. this is a
1: very funny <laughs> yeah. thing i want to share it like a little thing about the dynamic and the phoenix yeah, and the whole okay. thing i got a call from tom earlier today and he was like yeah he was very respectful but he was like you need to tell the band tonight i watched their video and there's a ouija board in one of them and you need to tell them no Ouija boards in the Phoenix we don't fuck around with that here because they're in his belief in his in his opinion there's a presence down there
2: you know I, it's more than that it's it's uh, it's actually the whole iconography thing it's there are so many realisms about uh, the symbols and the instruments that we use uh, if you if you read much about Western uh, history uh, and even Eastern history uh, iconography and uh, the like of what brought forth an energy that actually uh we've moved on in many ways it's kind of helped to move our culture along that's true um and you can read um uh what is it carl jung i think to get that part but at the same time it's also uh, been a part of some of our darker parts Definitely. in history. And, and, uh, so yeah, I see stuff like that and it always makes me nervous, especially in a building like this where there may or may not be extra energies around. I was joking about the ghost downstairs. We're, but, uh, we're
3: pretty sensitive to that kind of stuff. Yeah, that Ouija board was only allowed in the house for probably about six hours. I, but then I, I threw it away, but I... Heard that you should never idea. throw away a Ouija board. Yeah, right. the well, like, I was
4: very angry that he had brought it Kevin, into our house. Kevin really got okay. And, and once I saw it there, it was just like my first intention to just get it as quickly out of the house it's as possible. Ouija. So, like, he, he just put it in our trash can and <laughs> that, I don't know where it went.
3: It's like Jumanji, someone else it's probably. Under it. It. Yeah, uh, but two but qu- at wait, two the same qu- qu- time okay.
2: though. I mean, it's in a tune, you use it in a tune. It's got some of my favorite lyrics. Um, Thank you. Is it Sunrise? Is Sunrise the name of the tune? Uh, No, it's Bring Me Back. Bring Me Back. That's correct. So is Bring Me Back the one that has the line, the sun won't rise and the body can't die again? No, that's Sunrise. Is that
3: Sunrise? Yeah, that is Sunrise. Damn,
2: I love that tune. Thank you. And I love those lyrics an awful lot. That really goes back to uh, man in his early stages of of observing and and, uh, feeling nature and the world turn. And what a beautiful thing that is. You You guys, I don't know if you mean to, or if you understand how pagan you are in some of the ways that you uh, write music. Um, I feel
3: that. You do? I feel that.
2: And, and for anybody listening out there, pagan is not a bad word. Uh, pagan is one of the oldest religions and probably predates Christianity and, and uh, all of them. All of the, I think it predates uh, Abraham. <laughs> Which means it predates yeah. most of our modern religions in the western side. Definitely. And uh, it's, it's a beautiful earth religion. And you guys in your videos and in a lot of your songs, the imagery is all there. Uh, you're in forests. You talk about forests. Uh, you show water. You show forests. You show dark nights and and uh, caves. And wow, it's it's very earthy. It's very cool. Okay. I like it a lot. I know, even
5: anyway. like the even like it, I, I, I I like I've never actually thought of it like that. Like there's a like a subtle pagan undertone to a lot of that. But yeah, it's it's all about like there's like a lot of these like you know beautiful like locations that you can go to but also like if you flip that like when it turns dark it can be like really scary and i think that's it's kind of going in between those kind of things
1: back to um the occult <laughs> and or the ouija boards or whatever you want well, to call it
3: we're also part of a cult we're part of a small cult called uh sunroom records and salon it's a record la- label slash uh, art cult fashion gang. Slash fashion gang
1: what is the cool. uh most uh, if you can share it most secretive most interesting part about your cult like, what's the worst Ooh. behavior you participate in? I think, I think the, <laughs> I most, I think the most secretive, to
4: in my opinion, I definitely want to hear your follow-up on this. Um, I think the most secretive, most cult-like thing that g- really gathers us all together and makes us, like, paint the blood on our forehead is... So to just, speak. Yeah, figuratively speaking, is that we have a tendency to just kind of, like, let go of all, like, of, like... Anything that would stop us from being pure and completely who we want to be. Inhibitions. Exactly. Yeah. And for all of us, we're all musicians. Um, it helps us being together to kind of drop those walls and just press record and
1: never look back. This is a, like the, you're not joking though when you say you have like a group. You call it a yeah. cult. Is it is calling it a cult sort of like tongue in cheek, or would you say no? This is a cult. I mean, I mean,
3: how far do you? What makes a cult? As someone who's like kind of like the outlier,
5: like me and Tim, I would say it's it's, it's a more, record label. It's a record label slash salon. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, that's that's, really
1: that's a little different than the cult. But so yeah. it's a little tongue in cheek. But also, you're a tr- <laughs> Derek's a true believer, and no. uh, maybe maybe to him it is a cult, but to you it's not. I don't know. If, like when sun. I th- when I
5: think of cult, I think of like there's an actual like cult guy at the top. When really there isn't. It's Kevin. it's 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 a, it's a collective. It's yeah. a cult collective, I guess. Well, you
4: one thing it, that you know. we kind of do as poets and as musicians as we kind of take the idea of the cult and loosely weave it into kind of like the fabric of what we're making.
1: I get that. Like you, you, you look at like a, a, cult, like yeah. a, like a, a cult, like like a another cult, like a real figuratively cult, drink the punch, and, and you think you know I mean? and you think there's aspects of this I really like. Yeah, I like how together they are. Yeah. I like how on the same page they are. Join us. Yeah. Yeah. Leave,
4: leave the flock. Yeah, I like yeah. it. You're
1: either with us or against us. And yeah. If you want to leave, we kill you. You like all those things. Well,
4: yeah. well that's a little bit too far. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, a little bit too
3: far. You we haven't I'm
1: quite killed anyone physically.
3: Oh,
4: we've
1: only but killed our. Uh, we've emo- only emo- ourselves. emotionally. Um, it's been a real genocide. It's definitely been an up and down, up
2: and down battle. Uh, but <laughs> Okay, so that makes sense with the lyrics in Sunrise, for crying out loud. Every time the sun goes down, you die, and every time it comes back up, you are reborn. It's very an Egyptian uh, of you. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it is, as a matter of fact.
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that to me, I wrote those lyrics, like, in the middle of the desert, like, laying on the ground and watching people around me just, like, going through different things and, like, starting over every day and, like, thinking about everything and how things can change from day to day, you know, like... You can, you can feel alive one day and dead the next and then be alive again, you know? So
1: don't give up, listener. Yeah, don't give up. Stay strong. Oh yeah, every day's Do it a for new yourself. Change. Do it for us. Do it for everyone you else. You can't know ecstasy unless you know agony. Yeah. The two
3: unless, can meet each other. Unless someone unless puts it in your drink. Same. Or <laughs> just puts it in your mouth and doesn't tell you.
2: Sometimes that's chill, though. Yeah, there may be some agony the next day. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. uh, be- <laughs> before we move too far, too far away from the Ouija board and the occult, uh, someone referenced uh, crystals. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, and you guys said that you were really uh like good on that whole thing. Uh, and they kind of gesture towards you, right? Uh yeah, yeah. Tell I I'm I hear a lot about crystals in 2016. Yeah, Tell me what your how you relate to them and like what they mean to you. I, I'm I'm legitimately curious because I've never really talked to somebody Yeah. to whom they are uh <laughs> important.
4: Yeah, totally. Um well, the depth of the story it goes really far down, but the, it,
1: uh, and let me get your name too, so the people who are listening uh, know who's talking. Yeah,
4: my name is Wayne Mills. I play electric guitar. Thank um, you. I guess the the reasoning and everything like that is the specific, like the specific reason that I am so like into crystals and like the energy that they produce and being around them and stuff like that is. It's a very long story, but like I guess if I were to boil it down and give you the reader's digest condensed version, yeah. Yeah, I went through a couple like mentally traumatic experiences in my life and uh i had a f- couple friends who had already kind of gotten involved in like looking into like the history and like this specific stuff that different crystals do and stuff like that and uh just like shot me a couple stones and was just like here just put them in your pocket literally that's all you have to do and i was like what could go wrong right and um <laughs> so um to be specific with you, um, one of the main ones that they gave me was a citrine quartz, which is it's kind of just like a, like a clear stone, but it has like an amber kind of color to it too. And what it does is it's kind of like a tree. It takes um, takes like like a how a tree takes like uh, carbon dioxide in, and it like reproduces like oxygen. And it's just kind of like its process. There's no it has no purpose for doing it. It's not getting anything really out of it. You know, it's just kind of just does it. <clears throat> Kind of the same thing where if you have a certain kind of crystal, like for in my specific case, that citrine, it takes kind of anxious, more like negatively developed like energy that you're kind of like brewing within yourself and it consumes it and kind of reproduces like more of a positive environment for you. So I read into that and it actually really helped me out a lot because I was going through a whole bunch of loss and stuff like that in my life. And it was one of the things that kind of kept me in tune with. You know Myself as a person and with you know the world around me and how you know beautiful everything really is and like a really dark time And so I started just gathering a bunch of them We have like these theories in our house where like we think that it was haunted before we lived there and stuff like that And like so we keep them all over the house I got a bunch of dream catchers and stuff like that, too I really think that works. You know what I mean? If There's anything, it just helps milk that positive. It energy. comes
3: back though Sometimes you can't keep it away forever. Yeah You feel that you feel it creep back in? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's definitely times where I'm, I am live in the basement of the house. And who's talking right now? Uh, this is Derek. I sing and write
1: lyrics and stuff. And <laughs> let's get a couple other introductions, too, because we just yeah. jumped right in. We were so excited.
5: Oh, my name's Lucas. I play drums and I sing. And? Uh, Tim
1: play bass. Sing, I guess. It was kind of like a like a Simpsons episode or a James Bond movie, like where we entered right in with a storyline and then we kind of peeled back a little bit and... You kind of tarantino did Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
5: <laughs> exposition. Yeah, now, exp- now, we're, now we're in the exposition part. Yeah, we slow down a bit.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Some people will turn it off, but whatever. We, fuck those people. Yeah, fuck <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs> So, it, but, but I, I'm glad you brought up haunted houses and things. Tom has a, he, he has a promise he's made with Ooh. himself. He will never I, sleep in a place that is haunted
2: i did, well you know and i've changed my whole attitude about this i won't because quite frankly i don't want anybody i when i'm sleeping i want to be sleeping <laughs> i don't want anybody yeah. creeping around me and that's no offense uh, to uh, a friend of mine that we named chris years ago who did used to walk the stage when we would spend the night here and sleep on the stage you could hear these big footfalls on this stage and and uh, you'd get the feeling that somebody very large was walking over and even standing over and you looking down at you that was a comfort for me. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But as I got older, I realized I don't like the thought of if I go to sleep, I want, I want to be left alone. Yeah. I don't want anybody watching and I don't want anybody creeping around. Not that yeah. you creep, Chris. You're not a creeper. I know that. <laughs> but
3: when, you have, when you're open to that energy, it brings people, or like energy knows that you know. And so it wants to, to be there. So yeah. So I think...
2: It does. But then there's another thing that I've started and it's maybe not that cool. Um, I'm wondering why. If we are willing to believe in God... If we're willing to believe in a lot of the iconography moving us through that we've had in our lives, why can't we believe in ghosts? Why shouldn't we believe in these extra energies? But why would you want to stay behind when there may be so much more out there? So I spend a lot of time asking now. Totally. I feel you guys. It's feel, it, I, we're all up in, the, up in the balcony quite a bit when I'm walking up into, uh, to my office, and, and it's really dark and lonely here a lot of times. And you just feel like it's kind of closing in on you. Yeah. My first thought is, well, great. You know, hey, guys. But again, i got to ask, why are you hanging out here still? My God, there's this whole incredible universe. There must be something more. Go, take it, fly. Don't be tied to this earth like that. Let's move, let's move, let's move. Because that's what we do here at the Phoenix anyway with a lot of teenagers and stuff like that. I know that our time here is limited. We're going to be here for a few years, and then it's to move out into the world and see what the heck is out there.
3: Definitely. So now
2: I'm kind of encouraging everybody to move on. Yeah, go to the light. Go to the light. Move forward. Move forward and see what else is out there. Don't be so afraid. Yeah, don't be so locked down. So now, if if you're in your basement and you feel like somebody's kind of, I you know, I, it's just it the favor- bumps. I.
3: I, it sounds like someone is stomping upstairs through all that, of that and, exactly. and I can hear it and I'll I'll go up there It doesn't ever feel like I'm never afraid in my like, own house, but yeah. you definitely you're like, well I'm the only one here. Our house was built in 1925. So yeah just, So when you
1: it's, say it's our house does the whole band live together? Or?
3: Uh, Wayne and I live together uh, With like a bunch of our really close friends and in uh like record label yeah. homies and stuff Yeah, and the Colt. The the we, we live in the Colt house. It's Kitty Castle Kitty Castle is what we Kitty call it, Castle. So.
1: Um He made a leap earlier when he said, "If you believe in perhaps a presence, and you believe that Ouija boards have power and all that, that that also suggests a belief in God." Does that jive with you? No, it does not. No, okay. I mean,
3: I mean, I've, I mean, on a personal standard, I don't, I don't like speaking for myself only. I just believe in like energies and different things out there. I don't think I have any like, firm pinpoint on a specific face or name or anything, but I believe, I believe in, like, there's stuff out there, you know, there's energies out there, Yeah. yeah, and I think that, like, I don't know, to me, like, music is, like, magic, you know, like, yeah, it's, like, vibrating things, it's making, putting ideas in people's heads, it's, like, changing how they feel, you can, you know, like, that, to me, if, that's not magic i don't know what you know bravo like that's that's how i feel about music and just stuff in general yeah well it's not
5: real like music music doesn't have a form you can't touch it you can't see it you can't smell it you can hear it so that's like one sense that is like kind of weird and that and but that can that's relative yeah. and then and then you can and then it, you know it just can trigger all these emotions it can make you feel cold it can make you feel happy it can make you feel sad and that's magic i would say
2: oh man yeah.
3: and i think there. that comes from a, like our whole creative place and like what why we do what we do is just to like share things with people like share stories and share feelings and like be able to just like you know someone could not even speak english but hear a song and like feel like something from it that we are sharing you know what i mean where it's not necessarily a word or even a certain note but they can just feel like what the song is about through that and to me that's just magic like oh, yeah. it it transcends any language that we have set up right now
1: Uh, Derek, you released a solo album in the last year or two. Is that correct? Yeah. If the Bay Bridge is to be believed, the title track, uh, This Life Now, is a song about the futility of nostalgia, how memories of past happiness are little more than reconstructive narratives that we convince ourselves were reality, when in fact, they weren't like that at all. Yeah. 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 Uh, and that's powerful to think about because when we're when we are when we are sitting here right now in the present sometimes we think how great things were five years ago or how we weren't so stressed or how we weren't so sad or we were this but in fact you were just stressed about other things back then yeah but you look at the pictures of yourself back then and you're smiling in every single one so in your mind it's like everything was fine and like it's
3: the same thing with like i feel like with like money and stuff like i've heard from other people who are like making money from doing music and stuff like like, yeah, like, I quit, I quit my job full-time to, like, go for music and to, like, do it, and I'm super poor and it sucks and all this stuff. But, like, my friends who are, like, making good money and growing up now and, like, have kids and are successful musicians, they've told me, like, that's some of the most simple and best times of my life when you didn't have to worry about all those things where, like, you know, you want to get those things in the future and to feel that, but then you don't realize that the simplicity of it and, like, everything else, you know, is, like... I don't know. It's uh, it just you, f- you can overlook it and be caught up in the moment and not realize that looking back on it, it actually was much better. It well, was much it's, more it's, simple. It's, I don't know. simple. Like yeah.
5: I feel like it's kind of just works out like exponentially. Like you, I don't know, maybe you make like a certain like pay grade or like you have like a certain amount of things that means you can then take on more responsibility. But then that in turn kind of elevates your stress level a little bit. So I think maybe like, that's what it it was kind of getting on. It's like, really, you know, we just have, we want to just focus on, you know, making great music and, you know, uh, you know, giving good performances and putting out good records and stuff. You know, ideally, you know, you want to have a wife, kids, you know, children, some down, you know, down the line, but that, you know, is an entirely next level thing of responsibility that you have to be 100% committed to Add as well as wanting to be in an successful band that makes good records that puts on good shows, so I think that's it's just like secondary. It's completely
3: secondary to music. I don't music. know if it's
5: secondary. Are you it's like I, I, I like. would
3: agree. It depends on who you what you yeah, want. Yeah, of course. Going right. platinum is definitely goal number one. <laughs> all other happiness is is goals three and five.
1: You're giving it your all. You are yeah. maybe putting off other things you could do, which would allow you to put less energy into music because oh, yeah. you still have the belief and hope that you can accomplish everything that you've always wanted to accomplish. That's,
3: yeah, I mean, like... Some people lose that. Yeah, well, I mean, like, some people, like, have kids all of a sudden, and then they're like, oh, well, this is what I have to do right now is take care of another life form. But for me, it's like, I'll be writing songs either way, and that's, like, ultimately how I cope with existence, where I would rather just be able to do that and make that, like a way to live you know
1: you mentioned that um you and anyone can jump in on this one you mentioned that you create music to deal with the pains of existence yeah um are there any that strike you in the current era that you're living in that music is helping you cope with because you um, can look over an artist. Yeah. Well, an artist's, actually,
2: that's that was the nature of my of my request tonight. Okay, uh, you wrote a song called "No Consequence," mm-hmm. which full, was full, actually full
1: context for the listener. Uh, the band brought three songs to play for us. They played before the the interview here, and Tom had a request.
2: I'd, I'd seen an interview about uh, about the band that they had done with SF Weekly and uh, they discussed their tune, No Consequence, which was a tune written about a friend that they had lost. Mm-hmm. And uh, that touches me deeply, because uh, I've been trying. So here's the thing. You came up with the right tune at the right time. <laughs> I have a friend uh, who was uh, was murdered uh, four blocks from here. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, it was, it was a tough thing, and it was a life-changer for me. The song I wrote uh, shortly after that was a really cool picture of who he was but it's not a song that i can sing for his daughter one day <laughs> Definitely. i need to come mm-hmm. up with i need to come up with that tune and it's i've been racking my brain for the last year working on this even to the point where i thought i'd maybe reword the original tune that i'd written just so that it would be, be acceptable okay. yeah. but i can't I know, know, I know
3: that feeling <laughs> yeah. yeah and
2: uh, so uh, yeah i was very interested to hear what you would how you treated that and it was beautifully done Thank you. And this is... And I see that... Uh, are you writing most of the lyrics for this? Uh, uh, yeah, I write all the lyrics. Okay, this is Derek that I'm talking with. Um, and you're absolutely uh, writing experientially, it feels like. Uh, you're yeah. talking about of, uh, a lot of relationships. Uh, you're talking a lot of uh, movement in your life. And, and then you speak about a friend that you've lost. So uh, you're writing in that way. And, and do you find that's also a catharsis?
3: Oh, 100%. Mm, yeah. Like, I would be a really... Fucked up person if I couldn't write songs And like I've been I mean like To me it's like before I Really wrote music and stuff I'd like be on Like antidepressants and all of that sh- Shit and like you don't need that Like to me it's like once I found music I mean some people do some people do Stay stay true
1: you're not saying that nobody needs Antidepressants yeah but you're saying for you yeah. You tried it because there was something inside of you That you felt needed fixing yeah And music helped you fix that
3: Yeah and at least like get out what I needed to get out and say what I needed to be say and share what I needed to. And, you know, like, even if I wasn't sharing it, like just singing it and feeling that like channeling that energy is cathartic to me. Like I write a lot of songs one time, you know, I write and play a song at one time only and I'll like be in my room playing it. And that will be it. You know, like that's the the energy that that I was needing to get out or whatever got out through that and like you know that's why that's why I write music is just to feel that the album
4: is pretty much there just to it's it's like a grave you know what I mean it's it's there purely to to capture that moment and kind of get it out of the syncopation of your own head you know what I mean where you like if you were to have in my own opinion if you don't mind Um, I, like if you were to have like this certain issue going on in your head, um, or like a problem currently happening in your life and stuff like that, and you, for me, if anything, and I see this a lot through Derek too, when you, if you manifest it and write it down into that, into that album or that song or that EP or whatever, it's no longer on the front line, right in front of your brain. And now you can kind of reflect on it as a growing experience. You know what I mean? Like you can look back on it as something that has happened and it's no longer the thing that's going on in your head yeah you know? well
3: the page it's like the page is written you know like yeah. it's time to turn it over and you can go back to it anytime but like it's not you're not sitting there like day in and day out like visualizing it trying to make it into something like it's already there it and gives it just, you
5: perspective you too, yeah because it's something that you can objectively look at or oh uh, yeah just like it's like oh that's was that thing and that's where i was and now i'm here now i can kind of think it of, it's like did I make improvements? Was it something? Did I grow? Did I learn? Or yeah, uh, it,
1: it, yeah. because sometimes when you're dealing with <coughs> whatever life has dealt to you in terms of mental trauma, uh, yeah. you don't really even know why you're so upset. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or maybe you do know why you're so upset, but you have no idea how to get out of being that upset. And creating art to try to channel that is a good way of like feeling around in the darkness of your mind, oh. trying to like find your yeah. way out of this dark room that you're in.
3: I've had I've written songs that was like me subconsciously telling myself things that I didn't even know about situations I was in until like later. And then I listened to it again and I was like, holy shit, that song was about that. And like, that was me telling myself that where I didn't even know that at the time it just felt right. You know, where like it was an internal, like, like it was a warning or, or something, you know?
1: Yeah. um, It kind of reminds me, I haven't had this happen too much recently, but it kind of reminds me when you're really upset with someone and talking to them, you're not ready to do that because everything's such a mess. The volume's on like 11. Everything yeah. you're feeling and thinking, it's just like you're not well mentally and you need, you need to resolve the situation. So sometimes what I'll do is like, I'll just like write the person a letter knowing full well I'm not going to give them the letter. Just because give it, them the letter. Because it, no, because it helps me. I've it got the letter me. before. You never get it. I got it in the <laughs> yeah. mail once. Man, yeah. do not oh, email God, though. though. No, 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 I got no.
3: it in the mail on a typewriter. Yeah. Did you deserve it though? Um. <laughs> yeah, you know. He, he grew if, from you, it. if you're listening to this, yeah. yeah.
1: Cheers. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, what a what a moment we just experienced. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh-huh. That was big. Uh, but but I will say this: uh, even if that person had not sent you that letter, uh, which we could argue whether they should or they shouldn't have, but uh, it helps she, whoever, yeah. whoever wrote it. Who, if it was my letter or their letter, it just helps you sort of like categorize and understand. Like, okay, what am I so mad at this person yeah. for?
2: Um, Did you turn around and write a song after you got the letter?
1: Um,
3: probably. probably. I mean, I, I well, you've written there, songs yeah, since. Well, there there was, like, there was that, like a whole surge of songs associated with that letter that you can
1: listen to online. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's the, I, I got it's the impression the f- I probably did. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: but uh, to the earlier question though, uh, what what? Uh, it sounds like this is sort of a buried issue—the letter and all that. This is old stuff we're talking about here. It, I mean, sure, I'm sure it still pops up, but wilted in summer, wilted in summer. Say. Okay, yeah. Uh, have new things taken its place in terms of what trouble you about existence, or is that still kind of what's on the forefront?
3: Um, I don't know. I mean, like. There's, like, the constant, like, conflict of just living in, like, living in a city like San Francisco, I mean, you're, like, surrounded by fucking, like, crazy energy all the time, like, whether it's good or bad, and, you know, just, like, experience, experiencing life in general, there's, nothing is ever gonna be perfect, I mean, like, I don't know, I think there's always gonna be things to, to be celebrated or, like, mourned over, but, I think creatively, I've actually been writing a bunch of like happier songs recently, which is, is going to be fun, upcoming fun for everyone.
1: Does the material stall out uh, when you're feeling especially miserable, when you're feeling especially happy, or if you're in the middle? Or does it just uh, consistent no matter where you're th- at on the scale? Well, I think
3: it's really inconsistent, or sometimes I'll like roll out of bed and feel like I write three songs in a day, and then other times it feels like years even though it's probably like been a week or so where I'm like, I need to write, I'm freaking out, you know, like I suck, I can't do anything that I want to be, I want to say all this stuff and I can't say it, where it's like, it's just about tapping into that energy and like channeling it and being open with it kind of like, it comes and it goes and like certain feelings happen certain times. If you like happen to be there in the right place to kind of channel it into a song, then you're lucky, you know?
1: Okay, so Reservoir just came out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and before that, you had a single that was called Eyes of the Prey. Uh, not not immediately before that, but that was a, a single that you guys released at some point in the band's history.
3: Yeah, way, that was like the beginning. That was like the first breath of Owlpaws was like that demo of that song um, recorded like on an inbox like an on like a shitty computer situation in like a bedroom. And then that kind of was the thing that where I was like, Hey like you guys should we should play music together we should make a band kind of like this is a song and and the and that's kind of where it started where that was the first kind of song
1: for the band I guess has has the band's personality stayed the same largely since the founding
3: no i think that we've really like developed into we've we've kind of like constructed like what the body of Alpaz is and and been able to before it was kind of unknown it was also just like the beginning stages of like here's a song like it's out there was no like song selection there was no like there was no like thought we didn't really know what our sound was it just was a song that kind of like started
1: everything that single, according to the Delhi magazine, uh, is mixed with a tinge of loneliness that seems to reflect a bit of the isolating element of modern times. It sounds like you've sort yeah. of like created an antidote to that by living in a cult uh, and salon, on. <laughs> um, and also, you know, surrounding yourself with friends that you can be truly yourself in front of good yeah, and, and bad. Playing music about and it. And playing music about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you do you find modern times still to be lonely, or have you found your way around that? Um, I mean, any of you guys want to
3: want
2: to want to touch on it, that first? On is is it possible to be lonely in the house? Yeah,
3: totally. Yeah.
4: I think that we're all kind of just alone together
1: <laughs> uh, in the band and also in this world. In yeah, the, in totally. Yeah,
4: as as wide as you want to make that yard. Um, like seriously, I think that it's no matter if it's modern or If we're talking, you know, thousands of years ago, I feel like if you're uh, in a body experiencing this cosmic universe, it's going to be a little bit lonely and a little bit scary. You know what I mean? It's going to be a little bit hard to deal with. And the more people that you have around you that are kind of in tune with that and are kind of just like, hey, yeah, it sucks. It's really hard to, like fall asleep for me too or it's like really hard for me to just kind of get a grasp on what like our society is doing and all this stuff like that it's like it's more comforting because as definitive as it may be the more people you have around you that kind of share that common perspective the more like fictional it looks you know
1: are you writing any new uh, music right now for future Alpaz projects yeah
3: yeah I mean there's always music being written like a a lot of there's a lot of music. we have a lot of new songs that we're working on. We have like two new songs recorded. um we just shot a music video for one of them like a few days ago, actually, and we're gonna be releasing it in the next month or so um but yeah, I mean, like songwriting is just life, you know that's just how it is,
1: yeah, and I guess my question was in the in the current era that we're in uh for songs that have yet to be written, if there's anything that's really you know been on your mind lately here at the table just i've
3: been feeling like pretty a lot of like intense like like i've been writing a lot of like romantic songs in the past probably like few months and i've never really done that before i felt like i've been moved by feelings that were good and like felt good and like things i wanted to say that were like nice things you know where i've Ne- I I've always been inspired by these feelings, but never really been able to express them mm-hmm. in a way that I felt like true and comfortable with, which I think is part of just like growing up in general. Yeah.
1: So you say that because maybe some of your older material has been less coming from good places and maybe yeah, trying to channel or like, negative things. Or
3: like feeling. more general or like, you know, like just being l- not really being precise about what you're actually trying to say or like, really you know like i feel like songwriting to me started as just a feeling like writing a a song to like get a feeling out where the the words were important but always like sometimes you would write a song and you would just say something that would feel good in the moment and like go with it but you didn't necessarily always mean something to you where like i want every single lyric to like mean something to me and to make it a point in songwriting to like not stop until it does and like rewrite it or, like, do, like, beat yourself up over it just to to make sure that every single thing you say is, like, something that you mean and you're 100%, like, being real about it and sharing something that's important to you. Not
1: just putting something in because it sounds good.
3: Yeah, not just, like, being, like, saying some, like, random thing that could mean something to someone and probably actually does mean something to you, like, could mean something important, but just, like, knowing, like, this means this way to me and this is about something that I really care about. Instead of just being like, I like this song because it makes me feel good, you know, like you hear it and you understand it and you understand what the point of it is. And it could be saying anything. But like, to me, that's like the first step of being like, that's a good song. Like whether I liked it or didn't, it's like it said something and I understood it. And it like, and it, it, it just like it said something and it was understood. And I feel like that's like principle one of like writing a lyrical song. Communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Hey, you guys recently got a shout-out from our friend in Circus Survive when he played The Warfield. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. do them. You Just research. You guys know him personally?
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So Circus Survive is a band that actually oh, yeah. has played on this we stage. Saw, I saw yes. them here
3: Yeah, in, like, 2006 with Dredge. Yeah. It, like, changed oh. my life. The, Dredge, the, As a teenager, yes. like, that, and that band in general, like, they have, like, that's – like Anthony in particular is like one of the people that's like that's why I do what I do today is because is because of that guy and like and like the things that his music has shared with me and all of their music has like it's really inspiring and like it gave me a like a place to be you know it gave me like a place to exist where I could really understand what they were saying and the feelings that they were conveying and it and it showed me like a light to, to live in, you know, where I didn't have that necessarily before.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. it, it, it illuminated, <laughs> There's a communication. Right? It illuminated <laughs> you know? the dark room th- yeah. uh, of, your, of your soul. Definitely. And,
3: like yeah, and like seeing them, especially like here, you know, like this is a place where I would go. Like I went to my very first like show ever here.
1: I bring that up just because this is a, a band that uh, seems like it's gaining momentum. You know what I mean? And I, I don't know if it's felt that way the entire time. But me, from a total outsider, I mean, I've definitely seen the name Alpaz a lot, and then it's fun to see your your full length come out. You 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 know, obviously to meet this Anthony Green to have him say something nice. That's a small little note, but it he, but to yeah. you it means a lot. No, you know? he
3: said things to me that have like straight up made me cry. Like <laughs> he he, uh, he he's like I he's, don't know. He's the brand. Yeah, he's he's such a homie, and like the and, and Colin too. Yeah, and just to have people like that that I've like looked up to on my whole life, and like kind of have made it always a point to like sneak backstage or like say hi to them and like tell them that they're awesome and like or you know just try and like communicate with them or like contact them turn into something throughout my life where like they could they like I feel like I'm on like a peer level like they're like my they're like someone like my boss or something that I like want to be them and they're like helping me you know they're like giving that that motivation and that like it I don't know, it means, it means like, everything.
1: Band has been around for about five years, about, yeah. give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so rare that we just get to, like, sit down and, like, document, draw a line in the sand, here's where we are right now, it's 2016, we've done that tonight, and we've talked a lot about philosophy, and you guys have been very fun to talk to you about that. Thank you. Let's say five years from now, where cool. would you like to see Alpaws be at? Just,
3: like, honestly, us being able to continue doing what we do, like, I want to be able to spend like every day with these dudes and like be writing every day and be working on songs and to be, yeah. And to to be able to share that with people and to sustain from doing that. And honestly, just being able to do that alone is all that I could ever really ask for. And maybe having a pretty sweet, like, like tape recorder at home and like, and like some stuff to, (laughs) to be able to do that at home. But honestly, just being able to afford to spend time together to, like, really write and to work
1: on music is, like, all I could ever ask for, you know? Al Paz is great. Yes. Uh, And I would encourage anybody who's listening to this right now to stick around because there's a very, very special performance you guys do in the basement of the Phoenix Theater. Um, and check that out. It's it's really something special. So, uh, thank you guys so much for coming on the show tonight. Thank you. Thank you so thank much you for having us. having us. And best of luck uh, as you work towards your goals uh, you've previously outlined in the program. And we look forward to discussing how much you've accomplished those in five years in five on years. this very stage on on stage with Jim and Tom. Twenty twenty one.
3: We'll out. be here. We love the Phoenix. Cool. We love right. you guys. We love oh, you too. Yeah. Good. And Good uh, everybody
1: and everybody else, stick around. Al Paz is going to play some music in just a minute. Thanks for listening.
3: Cheers. 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 See ya.
0: No, I give it. Kill.